Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program. We got a great one for you today. Remember, this is the show where we try to give you the tools, the ideas, what you need to make it through this crazy thing we call life. And uh, we bring on the best guests in the history of the world. That's what it said on their bio. The best guests in the world today. We've got great coaches. Kim Giles is going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions a little bit. The goals we should be setting. Are you a New Year's resolution guy? Not usually, no. Me either. Why Why lie to yourself? <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, know what I mean? Why? Why? Just be real. I have things I want to change and I want to do for yeah. the new year, yes. But, but I, don't, I don't formally like write them down or anything like that. I wonder if it helps to write it down. They uh, say it does. I think... Kim will probably tell us it does. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does help. Uh, you know, apparently it helps to ink it. You know why? Because Urban oh, well, Meyer. Well, then you need to put it on your arm, right? Yeah. Urban Meyer from Ohio State told uh, the guy, told his team if they won, he'd get a tattoo. Right. Big mistake. Big mistake. Don't ever, if, when you've got that quality <laughs> of talent, don't ever say, I'll get a tattoo. If well, you that's like the, uh, the one of the, uh, there was a, a teacher at my, my children's school who, Made a promise to one of the actors in the Fiddler on the Roof play that they were doing, and oh, no. uh, the teacher had to go under the knife to have his beard shaved. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Yeah. See, that's not bad. Right after the performance, no yeah. less. Oh, see, the funny thing about that is that's you know that's just temporary. Oh yeah, yeah. you can grow that back, mm-hmm. but the t- the tattoos around forever. Kind of the ink that keeps on giving. Um, so I'm not big into New Year's resolutions. I just I'm big into goal setting. Sure. I'm you know. I like to tell people the goal, and then you know, I even would write it down. <laughs> let them and let them figure yeah. out how to get yeah. it done. But the idea, New Year's resolutions have never, you know, it's I would call it a monthly resolution because mm. they usually last a month. And then, you know, have you ever had? Have you ever done a New Year's resolution that just you really did and you did it permanently? No. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just be real. Now, some people do. Apparently, I think I think I read once about a third of the goals. That are set on New Year's, make it past a month. Uh, that far? Yeah, a month. Because I would think like half don't make it past a week. Yeah, probably. It's probably true. In fact, we ought to do some research on that. We ought to get Brennan on that. Uh, <laughs> there's a New Year's resolution for you, Brennan. Um, there you go, Brennan. <laughs> but uh, it's so it's a New Year. I'm not big into that. But again, I don't want to dissuade you from doing that. But on the show today, we're going to be talking about. Just some very simple changes you can make, some things you could be thinking about. A little bit that, that you might want to think about is just the language you use. In fact, Lindsay Holmes is going to be joining us. She's uh, an editor on Huffington Post, and she's going to be teaching us that maybe if we change just some of the phrases and we use some phrases more consistently in the new year, it might change how you think. We'll talk about that. But before we get to any of that, Sean's been looking up some headlines. Oh, Yes. What's uh, what's in the news for the new year? Well, we could have a, 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 an, a an interesting second around June. Really, like mm-hmm. second, like the number two. 
No, as in the time frame that it takes for one second to pass? One second. Why? Because, uh, you know, it's going to be, isn't a whole life interesting, not just one second? Well, one second it is interesting because, according to the International Earth Rotation and Reference System Service. Boring. Yeah. What is that? Um, that's the group that watches how fast the Earth is rotating. Boring. <laughs> They had to watch you it second thought, by second. And you thought insurance salesmen. Yeah. Were. You thought they got, yeah. Uh, but no, this is an actual um, organization. But they say that the Earth's rotation has slowed and that we need an extra second for the planet to catch up. You know what? I knew it. Mm -hmm. Have your you watch, not noticed Your this? watch was off, wasn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. It's totally off. I know. But it, I could tell. It, it, the day was just slower. So June 30th this year, they're going to add a second. To the day, a free second. Yes, you have wow. a whole. You're gonna you're gonna get an extra second of sleep. What am I gonna do with it? I though? don't know. I don't know if I want to use it for sleep. Mm -hmm. The only problem with this what computer software? Oh yeah, is gonna go yeah. berserk. Yeah, they're so <laughs> fickle. Well, the last time they did this in 2012, they brought down things like Reddit, Yelp, LinkedIn, Foursquare, Gawker, StumbleUpon. And a whole wow. lot of other sites Sounds like a as lot well. of social media and news delivery Some sites. Some of them. Well, most of them are Unix-based. Ah, there we go. And that's what does, that's what does it in. Because uh, the, the computers from the – or this uh, <laughs> IERS, I guess is IERS organization. Yeah. Uh, they, basically what they do is they tell computers that the last hour of the day will have – or the last minute of the day will have 61 seconds. And the Unix computer just, just flip Doesn't out. Doesn't compute. Mm -hmm. Interesting. See, so this is going to be interesting. This is the day you want to not be on the stock market. Exactly. But Google has found – Google. this doesn't happen to Google. Well, of course Google not. Google sites stay up. Well, doesn't because, Google own the rotation of the Earth? Uh, I thought they did. They, I think oh, they have Google yeah, Rotation? It's called Google Rote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rotation. What, what, but, so why what is Google, Google not into this? What Google does is they add a millisecond – Ah. Uh, they add milliseconds throughout the day Smart. until they get up to an extra second in that day. That's it. And nothing happens. I think... and they, they add just enough so that it doesn't trip any alarms or anything like that. Google, see, that's why they own the world. Mm -hmm. They and can figure they own, things out. And they can make time. But there are people who say, well, we don't need to add a leap second. Well, you will why do we when... need a second? Yeah, well, you will when your Reddit goes down. I guess. I don't know. Interesting. But anyway. That's a big year. That's okay. So this is June when? June 30th. I'll write that down. I'm going to put that in the old calendar. June 30th. Don't mm -hmm. show up to work. <laughs> okay. 2015. Okay. There you go. That's a now, good this year. one's kind of a, a touching story, at least, I think. What? Well, uh, a young girl, Ashlyn uh, Maracino, uh, she lost her father hmm. in 2010. Uh, and every year since then... She's written her father uh, a letter on his birthday on January 6th. Oh, cute. So she writes a letter. Mm -hmm. uh, where do you mail that letter? Well, she writes it. What she did this year was she actually wrote it on a balloon and she just – and she sent Sends it. It was it a, mylar, That's great. a mylar balloon. Um, and she, this year she wrote, I've been playing softball for 11 years now. Can you believe it? I hope you helped me out with all those home runs. I don't like how I never had you in my life. It's not fair. Show me a sign, please. Anything to let me know you're there. I miss you so much, and I want you back. Hmm. So she wrote, wrote that it on the balloon. Looking for a sign, hoping mm -hmm. that... Sent it away. Happened. Yeah. And she received a response. From Dad. 
mm. from someone else. Uh, uh, an the angel. physical response came from somebody else, yes. Great, but still the balloon sign. actually went more than 400 miles away. Wow. Uh, it went from Whittier, California, all the way up to Auburn, California. Hmm. A lady by the name of Lisa uh, Swisley, or Swisley, she found the deflated balloon outside her restaurant in Auburn, California. Hmm. Uh, and she had just started a Pay It Forward Facebook page for her town. Oh, really? Yes. So she, so she oh, put this, man. She put this people, on the page. This lands on her lap. That's great. And now all sorts of people are sending cards and packages to Ashland, uh, you know, with symphony, sympathy, sympathy, if I yeah. can say it. And, you know, just well wishes and things like that. A sign. It, uh, that's exactly what Ashland thinks it is, is a sign from her dad. Oh, uh, man. I told him to show me a sign, and I think this is a sign to not hold grudges and to forgive really easily. Mm. See? Look at that. Mm-hmm. Out of the mouth of babes or 16-year-olds. How cool is Lisa Swisley? Is that her name? Swisley. Yeah. Okay. She's officially just made my hero of the day. Cool. Because it, out of nowhere, it lands in her life. This, by the way, this uh, probably attracted to her, honestly, because here's the woman that's making – the pay it forward movement in her, in her community. town, yeah, and all of a sudden, this opportunity to become a sign isn't that interesting? Because maybe that's what our that's that's the kind of New Year's resolution we ought to have is to pay to, it forward, to pay it forward, make a change in other people's lives, to be a sign that life is good. That's, yeah, I think so. That's way cool. Hero of the day, right there, man, Lisa Swizzly, Swizzly. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I think we could end the show on that. Oh, are you ready to go? Let's go home. Okay. That was great. Great show. I don't know everybody. what we're going to fill in with, but what the heck. Great show. That is way cool. So I'm, I'm sure we've got, I mean, I know we've got great stuff, but remember, there's your there's your assignment, everybody out there in listener land. Become the change. You be, you be the sign for other people. Life is good. People are good. You know, a lot of times in the news, all you hear is the negative, the ugly stuff, but uh, sometimes just a prayer on a balloon can change a life. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Lindsay Holmes from Huffington Post is going to be joining us. She's going to walk us through some new language we might want to be looking uh, to use in in 2015. Also, some uh, ideas for New Year's resolutions. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Kicking it off with Journey. <laughs> That's so great. You know, Journey, everything Journey brings me back, you know? And it makes it, I feel like I just can't stop believing. It's powerful. Hey, on today's show, we are trying to give you some tools, some ideas, some insight into maybe some uh, healthy ideas to, for goals and your goal setting for the year 2015. You know, a lot of times we just know January hit and we set the, uh, you know, the mandatory New Year's resolution goal, the one that we try to break easily by, uh, I don't know, today, the 15th of January. Some of us didn't even do that. I I didn't set any New Year's resolutions, but I do have goals. And so I, um, you know, I think we ought to constantly be changing, working it, growing so we, we wanted to go after some ideas that were maybe not all, not always, you know, the mainstream thought about how we do this. And where better to find that than the Huffington Post 
on GPS for the Soul, and we've asked Lindsay Holmes to join us. She is an associate editor uh, of GPS for the Soul and uh, and has, has written a couple awesome articles. Um, one is about 15 phrases that will change your life in 2015. The other are four easy ways to be happier in 2015, or sorry, 2015, and four easy ways to be happier in 2015. We've asked her to come on and teach us, teach us about healthier, happier goals for the new year. Again, Lindsay Holmes, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks so much for having me on. Great to have you. And I, I loved your article about... Uh, Phrases. I'm a big believer that the language we use impacts our thinking, impacts our life, our belief system, and you've written an entire article on it. <laughs> it absolutely does influence our thinking. You know, like half of the motivation that we get to go to the gym or to make any sort of change really comes from thinking about doing it first. Did, did you? Do you set New Year's resolutions? Are you, you know, let's get to the gym, let's lose a pound, let's... Gain some muscle. What do you do? Are you are you I, one that does it? I was one that did it, and I decided that this year I was going to kind of release myself from the pressure of yes. resolutions and focus on habits that I really want to improve upon, um, habits that I've already been practicing. And so I think that, you know, that kind of really helps you when it comes to pursuing your goals anyway. You bet. Build, um, you know, just build on things that you already know how to do. In fact, uh, GPS for the Soul has put together a, kind of a, a program where you're, you're, you're going around and you want people to do that very thing. Identify some traits, positive traits, that, that you're hoping to continue. So you're trying to focus on the positive. Talk about just what, what that program is, and then we'll get back into your article. Absolutely. So we um, decided this month that we wanted to focus on, like I said, habits that we, you know, already practice on a daily basis that we want to continue practicing through the rest of the year. So we created a hashtag called My Best Habits. And um, I kind of, you know, put myself out there and highlighted some of the things that I hope to continue practicing this year. You know, some of us volunteer on a daily basis. Some of us, you know, just try to smile at strangers once a day, things like that. Right. So we want to focus on those positive habits instead of things that we want to change about ourselves. Well, and there's amazing research about this approach because sometimes we're always, you know, redoing what we need to work on, but we never shore up what we're doing well. And, right, and, exactly. And yet you're healthier and happier when you just keep doing what's working, too. It's easier. Exactly. You know, actually, research shows that um, self-acceptance is crucial to a happier life, Uh but we rarely practice that. We rarely think about what we're already doing correctly and our positive attributes. So we just kind of want to reframe that focus a little bit. I know resolutions are really popular, but, you know, focusing on what you already are doing well is good, too. And and they can just send their tips to GPS at HuffingtonPost.com. Absolutely, yes. And they can share them on social media with the hashtag as well. We want to hear everyone's tips on positive Hashtag habits. my best habit. I love that approach. And um, what else I think is great is if you start noticing what you do well, you do have something to be proud of no matter what. Exactly. I mean, everyone's doing something well. Exactly. You know, everyone loves talking about themselves kind of in a way too. Oh, yeah. So what better way to do that than talk about what you're already doing correctly, what you're already doing right, That's and right. It kind of just reaffirms that in yourself. It kind of, you know, knocks out self-criticism when That's you right. do that. It's a good brag. It's the healthy exactly. brag. Hey, in your article, though, you also go back into, um, you know, how, how we make a, have a mental makeover. 
And, right. you know, because a lot of times the New Year's resolutions, like you point out, it, it's about physical. It's, uh, it's, it's, about, it's about the tangible things. And yet sometimes it's the intangibles, sometimes just psychological, you know, mindsets that need to change. And in your article, um, 15 phrases that will change your life in 2015, you just suggest some words to change in your life. Why? Why did you start just on the concept of a word? You know, a lot of what we do comes through what we say, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know, everything that we put out into the world comes through communication. And so if we start looking at what we say, um, then maybe we can start thinking about what we say to ourselves internally. So I thought, you know, coming or going over these phrases might help with those resolutions. Even if you have a resolution you know, to go to the gym more often or fix something physical, being nicer to yourself and saying these phrases to others and to yourself is really going to help with that. And Okay, so let's kind of get into some of the phrases and then just teach us the value because a lot of these are even, you know, steeped in research, which I think is it's super cool. Talk about, like, sure. please, just the simple, small little word, please. How would that make a difference if I used please more in my life? Um, please, honestly, I think is rooted in good manners and good manners is they're, you know, a social foundation. They help you in so many aspects of your life. So just adding that one little word can make a huge difference. I mean, if you just think about when someone asks you to do something, you're more likely to do it if they ask you in a nice way. So if everyone kind of adopted that habit, I think it would make a huge difference. I mean, can you imagine? I mean... Everyone said, please. I mean, like, seriously, that's that would be strange. Like, you know, in New York, please, cabbie, pull over. Oh, my gosh. That would be strange. In please New York. stop here. Really, really great if people did that. New York would be a lot happier of a place. Okay. Now, another word, again, a one-liner, because. What, what, why, yeah. what about because? What's the deal there? So this actually came from research that was published in a book called Magic Words. And um, those who reasoned something with the word because, the researchers found that the participants who actually said that word were given what they wanted more than those who didn't give a reason. So just saying because and explaining yourself a little bit will help others kind of understand what it is that you're asking for. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's the rationale for why you need something. Exactly. And and the research shows you're going you're more likely to get it if there's a rationale connected. Huh. Right. Yeah. I want you so children to Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just, no, just going to yeah. say the study participants, you know, just use the word because and they were way more likely to get yeah. the thing that they were asking for when they did that. I want you children to be quiet because if you don't I'm going to have to end it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see how that would work. Because if you don't Dad's going to lose it. But really, it's something its something as simple as that that you don't even know is going on. It's just finish your thought. You know what I mean? Because right. it, it also makes it less of a command and more of a – or a demand even and more of just there's, – there's a logic to this. Let me share it. It's cool. Okay, another one. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Is that – oh, that's like the because, isn't it? Excuse me, I yeah. have the example you gave, I think is fantastic. Excuse me, I have five pages. So someone cuts in line at a, like a Xerox machine somewhere. Excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox machine because I'm in a rush? 
that yep. just because you threw in because I have five pages that might help too and explaining because I'm in a rush and I only have five pages that's going to give you a better shot to get what you want that's cool yeah I like it I like it now do you use these every day around the office <laughs> I try to especially you know please and thank you I yeah. feel like that goes a long way and we communicate a lot through email we're a digital media company and yeah. obviously a lot of things are online and, you know, just a simple thank you at the end of your email goes a long way, I believe. Well, and it's weird. Um, I was just on a on a trip to Orlando, and I used please and thank you a lot. And it, it actually endeared this, my driver to me. Like, he could tell. <laughs> he's like, oh, what a nice man. He's, yeah, exactly. He's using please and thank you. And I didn't use because, but that would have been great. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. Another one is how can I help you? Yes. So, you know, a lot of times people are afraid to ask for help. I know I'm actually really guilty of this. I think that I can handle a lot of things and a lot of thoughts are going through my head and I just don't feel like burdening people with my problems. Yeah. So I think that that can make a huge difference in someone's life if you just ask, how can I help you? Because you are prompting them to explain what's going on with them. And it's just, you know... Research shows that giving back and helping others can increase self-satisfaction in yourself and give you kind of a sense of purpose. So it it works both ways. You're helping someone else and you're kind of helping yourself at the same time. And I mean, like, again, I've heard just somebody at a dinner table, you know, they come to a dinner, they're invited to the dinner, they're the guest of the dinner and simply say, hey, how can I help to get this dinner out? Exactly. Uh, oh, it's so that is so connecting. That is just so I can tell you care. Yeah, Sean. I'm I'm wondering actually, uh, Lindsay, if if you're using this phrase more, do you recognize more when people do need help? One hundred percent. I love you know when I ask someone, um, I can tell. Usually, when I ask them now, it's because I can tell that they're kind of keeping something to themselves. Right. So. Um, it's the more I prompt people to explain or ask if I can help them, the more I feel like people are also willing to come to me as mm, well. That's so cool. Um, I mean, it really, and again, it's something as simple as a phrase, but having knowing what you can say in that moment means it doesn't need to be awkward. You don't need to be afraid that you don't know what's going on. Now you know what to say. Lindsay Holmes is her name, and we just blew her ears right off the radio. Uh, Lindsay Holmes <laughs> is her name, and she's she's helping us with our New Year's resolutions by giving us... A few new phrases, a few new words that we might want to make sure we bring into our lives. And by doing so, we'll create better results. We might start to see things a little bit differently as well. There's power, my friends, in our words. And uh, we'll be back. More with Lindsay Holmes from Huffington Post right here on the Matt Townsend Show after this break. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. You're going to hear me roar. Uh, Katy Perry. That's just a cool tune, too. Just makes my toes tap. It's interesting. Music kind of moves you, doesn't it? And interestingly, too, your language can uh, sneak in on you and make a big difference. And sometimes knowing what you can say can help uh, in, in a way that you don't need to think about all the details 
You just need to you know know what to say and when to say it. Could be powerful. Lindsay Holmes is joining us, and Lindsay is uh, is an assistant associate editor for GPS of the Soul, which is at Huffington Post, and has put together this awesome article that we've been uh, talking about, which basically is about the fifteen phrases that will change your life in twenty fifteen. Um, lots of little simple phrases: more pleases, more thank yous, uh, and how can I help? Another another one that she brought up is just the simple phrase: Can you help me? Can you help me? Lindsay, welcome back. That, can you help me? I think if, if more husbands and wives actually use that phrase, instead of hoping their partner would pick up on the clue, we'd probably save a lot of marriages. I totally agree with you. You know, I feel like a lot of people actually don't ask for help. No. Like they should. Well, if you and... loved me, you would know. You need to help me. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Not always. Nope. And I feel like just putting that out there will make life a whole lot easier and open up the lines of communication. That's right. And make your expectation overt. Make it known. Hey, can I get some right. help here? And, exactly. and I've even found with myself, I'm very willing to help. I just wasn't paying enough attention to you to know that. Right. I mean, sure, you had fallen and I, you know, you couldn't get up. I saw that for five minutes, but I didn't know you wanted my help. You didn't say Everyone anything. is so busy in their own lives, too. They're all preoccupied with other thoughts that, you know, someone's not always going to think to ask for help all of the time. They, it, it would be nice, and I encourage people to do that, but sometimes you need to push other people to, you know, offer their assistance, and all you have to do is ask. You know what? You, in fact, you even just mentioned it again, because one of the phrases that you say is incredibly important that we need to remember is the one, I'm too busy. So sometimes we we yeah. don't need to use a phrase anymore. Maybe we need to lose it. Is that one we need to lose? Absolutely. I say in the article, please think about this phrase and then push it out of your mind for good. <laughs> Get rid of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're in a culture of busyness and we kind of wear it as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's wise. I think that we need to slow down a lot more. And maybe that could be a resolution for 2015 is to slow down a lot, no- a lot more and get rid of the word busy. Well, what would happen if you couldn't use that as an out? If all you had exactly. to do is you didn't you never got the psychic income of being able to say, "Oh yeah, I'm swamped. Oh, I'm just so popular." If you couldn't say that, but instead you just had to deal with the stress of being so busy. You'd probably, <laughs> you know, you'd have to change something or die. Right, exactly. And maybe it'll prompt you to rethink or reorganize your schedule a little bit so you're not always busy. That's so good. I mean, it really so did you just sit here and think, okay, what do I need to do more of? And then you just threw this list together? Because every one of these, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. Partially, I, you know, when I write articles, particularly this article, I think about things that I want to do more often in my own life. Mm-hmm. So this was definitely one of those times where I sat down and I thought, okay, maybe I'm not going to make a resolution, but I'm going to start doing, you know, some things better in my own life. And this was one of those instances where I thought, okay, what, what should I say more often? What should I do more often? That's cool. You also, another, another one on the list of 15 is good night. Yes. I mean, we, we're not, some of us aren't very good at this. We, we never say it. And then what we do is we just fall asleep until, you know, our iPad hits us in the face exactly. and then we're like, okay. And there are two things wrong with that actually, because yeah. one, we should be discontent- disconnecting from technology before we go to bed. Right. That will help us sleep better. Um, and also, just go to bed when you're tired. It's totally okay to go to sleep. Sleep is good for you. Embrace it. <laughs> yeah, and say it. Even, I'm tired. 
Good night. I'm, I'm going exactly. to bed. Yeah. Exactly. And even, you know what else, is even saying it to someone you love. I mean, how many people go to bed even with their partner and they're still not connecting to each other enough to say goodnight? Right, right. If everyone just took the time to slow down and say, you know, even to say goodnight, that could also improve communication. Yeah. I know for me personally, I can't go to sleep unless I say goodnight to my mom. Really? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I we say goodnight every single night. And That's it cool. It helps me wind my night down and yeah. go to sleep. And if more people adopted nighttime routines like that instead of just plugging into their computers until yeah. they pass out, I think it would be really helpful. And, you know, nothing, nothing for your dad? Well, both of them. I okay, call okay. my parents. <laughs> it's just like your poor dad it's just sitting there like, mom, yeah. nobody loves me. Um, <laughs> no, not true. That is so cool. But how cool, I mean, honestly, as a parent, that's pretty dang neat that, you know, your girl wants to call home and say goodnight. It's powerful. <laughs> um, I don't. That phrase, I don't. Uh, yeah. Is that another one we need to lose? No, actually. Um, oh, I don't this- instead of I can't. Yes, this actually, a study came out recently that found that people who use phrases like, I don't eat cookies, had more self-control and positive behavior changes than those who said, I can't eat cookies. Yeah. So those who have New Year's resolutions to watch what they're eating, um, try using that phrase instead. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, you're actually exerting agency there. You're choosing. Yeah, I don't I don't eat cookies. I always just right. say, I'm fat. I, I just <laughs> fat. I can't. I can't do it. That's not something good to say yeah, either. That's not it's horrible. We want to boost ourselves up. I know. See, where have you been, Lindsay? You've <laughs> you could have saved me a lot of problems, Sean. Well, for me, it's I, I don't eat chocolate chip cookies, but then there's snickerdoodles. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, that problem. That opens up a whole host of problems, I suppose. <laughs> it totally does. But it's just in the language. Oh, another one that's huge. I'm sorry. How many times if we if somebody had just said I'm sorry. It, we would, it would have right. ended. It would have fixed it. It would have dealt with it. Right. A lot of people have pride that gets in the way of an apology, and I really think that a lot can be fixed with a sincere apology. There are two sides to every story. So, I mean, obviously, if you've been wronged, that's something that you need to deal with. But, you know, apologizing to someone else for something that you did, you're going to feel a whole lot better, especially because guilt weighs us down. And so apologizing kind of rectifies that issue. You bet. And I mean, sometimes I've noticed, you know, some of us apologize like so easily that we don't even know what we're apologizing for. Yes. So, I'm actually very guilty of that. yeah? something that Personally, that, that, that's a big deal, though, because then I, you know, people don't believe your your apology because you're just throwing it out there. That that, and also soon, like you said, you just don't know what you're apologizing for, and soon you're apologizing for things that you should not be apologizing yeah, right. for. That's right. Oh, this is fun. I, I mean, it really is. And yet, uh, in fact, I I was speaking to a group yesterday, and we were talking about, you know, they do. They redesign houses and bathrooms and kitchens and, you know, it costs a lot of money. People are spending a lot of money. And then when there's problems, we, we talked about the fact that if, if sometimes if we could just quickly understand what the problem is and then own our part of it and apologize where we need to, that would go so far in, in just healing. Right. Absolutely. I mean, imagine if everyone took responsibility for their own mistakes and for their own actions. The world would be... A much better place. Everyone would be way more accountable, and I feel like things could get done a lot easier oh, and quicker. 
Heaven. Yeah, that'd be so great. The last of the 15 words is no. We just yes. need to say more no. Please do. You know, that's kind of circles back to what we were talking about with being too busy. Um, you can, I say in the article, you can do anything, but not everything. Yep. And sometimes it's totally fine to just say no and, you know, understand your limits and put draw a line when you've reached them. That's cool. I mean, it's so hard, though, isn't it? Because we don't want to miss an opportunity. And now we have all of these opportunities, we think. Right. And yet, I mean, a lot of us end up saying, you know, we, we don't say no. And a lot of times we don't even still say yes, but we go do it. Right. So, so even if and, whether you say it or not, whatever, wherever you're spending your time, your energy, your, 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 your willpower, your, wherever you're engaged, that's where you're saying yes, even if you don't want it. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes we agree to do things just because we feel we're, we have to. We have this perpetual fear of missing out on something. So we say yes to everything and that causes complete burnout and it expends our energy in places that we don't even want to, you know, spend it in the first mm-hmm. place. When you think of all of these phrases, uh, and there's some we still haven't gotten to, what are your favorites? Like, what are the, are there some that just stand out and you think, yeah, th- that one is so me? <laughs> Or, or is it every one? Like every single one of those, I thought, oh, I, I could do so much better there. Um, some of my favorites, personally, I really like, we didn't go over this yet, but um, the I'm grateful for phrase, because I fully believe in the power of gratitude. Studies have shown that expressing thankfulness can improve your quality of life. It can make you more optimistic. And we actually had our own 10-day gratitude challenge on the Huffington Post a few months ago where I practiced gratitude for 10 days straight. And I wrote down three things I was thankful for. And it really did work. I did feel a lot happier when I thought about the bright parts Hmm. of my day as opposed to my mistakes. So that's something that I hope to continue next year. And I really think that people should try and adopt that on a daily basis. Did you... Um, so it helped you, I guess, because you're able to see more of the goodness. Did it Did it do anything else for how you handled the things you weren't grateful for? It did in a way. It helped me reframe my viewpoint on mm. things. You know, yeah. I would mess up at work or I would, you know, have a bad hair day. You know, yeah. stupid things like that. Um but then sitting down at the end of the day and recounting what I was grateful for, it made it, you know, put it in perspective. It really did. It made me think, okay, this may have happened, but I saw a really great sunset today and that made up for it. So it put, it definitely puts things into perspective. And what a better way to go to bed, right? Thinking about what worked instead of what didn't. Let's store the wor- what worked away and just, you know, right. forget the other. Right. You wake up in a much happier mood that way, too. That's cool. And I guess you're building, I mean, if you write these down and kind of aggregate the list, I, I would do it, too, in a way where I'm not always repeating. Because, you know, I get lazy yeah. and then I'm always, I'm grateful for my family and for my life. And But if yeah. you if you had to find something new and specific every day, you'd probably start seeing themes and trends. Absolutely. Cer- certain things that real, and then you can now start to know, wow, what I'm really what I mentioned the most when it comes to gratitude are people or, you know, my beliefs or whatever. It's powerful. Absolutely. Man. You know, it, I didn't know this about the Huffington Post, but you have a lot of challenges. You guys are <laughs> always challenging to. people. It's great. That's what we GPS tried. for the soul is for then, huh? 
Yes, absolutely. We want people to get in touch with themselves and we challenge them to better themselves and reconnect with themselves away from technology. It's really important to do that. I love it. That's one of kind of the goals of this show as as well. And so let's do this. Let's take a break and uh, come back. I want to also talk to you a little bit about another article you wrote called Four Easy Ways to Be Happier in 2015. I think we all need that one. We can all be a little happier, a little healthier. We'll take a break, come back. More with Lindsay Holmes from GPS for the Soul from Huffington Post. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we are, we're giving you some ideas for New Year's resolutions, you know, some goals, things you should be doing to start the new year. It's not always easy to just go throw down a bunch of goals and uh, not, you know, to have this thought in your mind that, eh, this isn't going to work. So maybe we could focus on our language, change a few simple phrases in our lives. That's what we've been talking about with Lindsay Holmes Lindsay is the associate editor of GPS for the Soul at the Huffington Post and um, has has put together some great articles. Just go to Huffington Post and look up Lindsay Holmes. Um, one of the, the things I wanted to, to talk about, she has another article called Four Easy Ways to Be Happier in 2015. What if we just had a new year with a little more happiness? And so, <laughs> Lindsay, heaven forbid, you know, we were happy. What are What are some of the goals we should be looking at to be happier or the ways we could be happier? So this was kind of a personal exploration for me. I looked inward and decided, okay, what do I already do that's going to make me happier if I continue to build on that in 2015? So some of the things I came up with personally are practicing good manners, just saying please and thank you or holding the door open for someone. Yeah. Simple act like that, I think, can make all the difference, really. Um, and then speaking words of kindness, I say, um, you know, genuine compliment can really go a long way. I feel like telling someone, oh, I really like your necklace. It's nice. But yeah. that's not, you know, that's not going to really make a difference in someone's life. If it's- you tell them, hey, you really inspired me today, that's going to make a way bigger impact on someone than telling them that their necklace looks nice. Yeah. Oh, your hair is so nice. Yeah. It's, um, it, and I guess too, it's in a way it also shows thought, you know, more than just, Hey, I noticed what you had hanging from your neck. I want to compliment <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you notice so something you're about paying them. attention to someone, you're paying attention to their personality. You're paying attention to the actions that they do. It's not just what they're wearing. Now what, now think of that though. What makes that make, what, what leads that to make me happier? Because so, you would think it would make them happier if I'm complimenting them or if I'm using good manners. But it, in the end, you're saying this will bring it back to us and we'll, we'll be happier. Absolutely. So, you know, I personally feel great when I make someone else happy. When yeah. I see someone else smile, that makes me smile. And research actually shows that smiling at someone can boost your mood. So that's one way to do it. And also um, helping others and extending kindness to others really 
makes us happier too. There's been research that shows that that actually works. So you are creating this circle of kindness, but you're also in that circle, you're boosting yourself up. There you go. I mean, and because uh, you're you're more you're probably more becoming who you you ideally want to be. You know, exactly. you're, you're no longer battling your dark side. Right. I say in the article that, you know, accepting myself also means that that I'm acknowledging I wouldn't be who I am without the people around me. And mm. the best way to do that is to compliment them and tell them how they're making me a better person. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, extending better manners. And I mean, your other article gives us great examples of that and speaking words of kindness. You also talk about uh, practicing forgiveness. This is a big one because we yeah. all carry a ton of baggage, don't we? Yes, we do. And it it really helps to let that go. You know, there, there are going to be people that wrong you. There are 7 billion people in this world. You're not going to get along with everyone. But um, if someone happens to wrong you in some way, letting that go is so much easier. It, it frees up your energy so much better than holding on to a grudge. And it, forgiveness really does work, and you will be happier for it. Mm. I mean... And again, I, I sense how many times I've had just people that I've talked to and they can't let it go. They, they, there's something about what that person did that, and it, I guess that people hurt each other. And yet what I guess kills us more is just chasing the hurt for years. Exactly. Holding on to that anger can actually really harm your well-being. And it feels so much better to just let that go. It's like a weight, a huge weight being lifted off your shoulders. Hmm. And have you seen any good ways? I mean, I know one of the things we talked about at the very beginning is this this kind of uh, positive trait, you know, project that you've got at uh, GPS for the soul. Um, have you seen as, as these as these ideas are coming in and you're seeing all the positive traits of, of the people that are responding? Are you seeing any any, you know, great ways, ideas to help forgive people? How do you do that? is what I think most people struggle with, how you let it go. Yeah, personally, through this project, we haven't gotten any tips like that, but some of the great ways to do it is to just, you know, think about it in your mind. I, I know I try and do this. If someone has hurt me in some sort of way, I think about it probably a little too much, which is <laughs> sure. bad for your health. Yeah. Um, but then I picture myself forgiving them. I picture myself talking about our issues and kind of letting it go. And that really does help. It kind of creates a more positive image on what was already so wrong. Um, and it can really, you know, it, less, it lessens your stress and releases anxiety. And that's ideal in your life, no matter what. Did you did you hear that article or the story we were talking about earlier where that, uh, th- that young 16-year-old girl who lost her father wrote a letter and then sent the letter, put it on a balloon or wrote it on a balloon and then sent the balloon out into the ether, like wherever it went. And, and it, and, and, and then somebody ended up answering, but the letter was her kind of expressing her frustration with the fact that her dad had died and she was, right. she wanted her dad to see it. She wanted her dad to find it. And, but to me, it's that, that's very symbolic, right? We let it go. Right. And then we, sometimes we allow other people to come answer it. Absolutely. And it's such a cathartic experience to do that, too. Yeah. I think actually, you know, part of my job is to research stuff that actually works. And um, there's one study I found that if you write down your negative thoughts and then crumple them up yeah. on this piece of paper and physically throw them away, it clears your mind of that negativity. So that's one way to do it if you need to forgive someone. Maybe write down what, you know, your grievances against them and then 
crumple up and throw it away. You'll feel so much more free. That's such a great way to do it. And um, I, had a, I had a lady whose boyfriend uh, she dated for years, and she the boyfriend taught her to shoot guns, and um, then they broke up. And and I'm like, well, that's a bad idea. So you never teach someone to shoot a gun and then break up with them. But uh, she wrote, she made a list of everything that she was grateful for, and she kind of kept that list from the relationship. And then everything that she needs to let go of, she put on another list, took it to the shooting range, and just destroyed it with shot. That's amazing. Isn't that weird? I mean, it's kind of scary. But, um, but again, it was the catharsis of it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever floats your boat. The last one again. As long as you, it's helping you practice forgiveness. That's right. And as long as you just leave it at you know shooting the list. Exactly. <laughs> the um the the last one on that article was expressing gratitude, and you've talked a little bit about gratitude before, but I guess expressing it, sharing it, giving it to other people, uh, also you know is going to make you happier. Absolutely. It really is. And the more you start to notice the positive aspects of your day, the more optimistic you're going to feel, the less lonely you're going to feel. Um, it's really, it's, it's all positive circle. It all comes back to making you happier and it makes others happier too. I mean, and everyone's like, oh yeah, just keep your head in the sand, all positive and everything. But, <laughs> but the reality is you're all, you're already, you know, you already notice all the negative, but to oh, validate absolutely. it by spending your time constantly thinking about it's not helping you the research about positive psychology and writing down what works is it it works it it's validated it doesn't mean you still don't know that everything's not perfect but you do know what works right and it's just reframing it you know our brains tend to focus on the negative we dwell on the negative constantly i do it too i'm totally guilty of doing that but it's reframing that negative and turning it into a positive or just focusing, okay, and saying, hey, this part of my day was bad, but this part of my day was great. Yeah. And I choose to focus on this great part. Well, I appreciate it, Lindsay. Really, I think you've, uh, I think you got some good stuff here. Everybody needs to go to uh, and send their tips in anywhere, any of their own positive traits that they're hoping to continue in 2015. Write it in a gratitude journal. And then if you can, send it forward uh, to GPS at HuffingtonPost.com, right? Or hashtag it, my best habit. Yes, we are looking for any and all positive habit submissions. We really want to hear about other people's positive traits. Good stuff, Linz. Appreciate having you on the show. We're going to have you back. Keep writing great articles, and then we're just going to pick your brain. Great. Sounds great to me. Lindsay, thank you so much. Have a good 2015, too. Thanks. You, too. Take care. Good stuff. I mean, awesome. Awesome. That, again, it's not pie in the sky. It's, it sounds like it's all just happy, but the research validates it. We're finally studying what the healthy people do, what the happy people do. We don't need to just keep studying abnormal psychology. We can now find out that happier people do different things, and Lindsay gave us about 20 of them. Good stuff. Good stuff. We're going to take a break. Uh, come back. Uh, I'll get into the coach's corner, give you a few ideas I have about if you're going to make a New Year's resolution, how we might want to make it over a little bit so you can be a little more productive. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. More ideas, more tools right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. It's my life, it's now or never. I ain't gonna 
Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the second hour of the Matt Townsend Show. Right here on BYU Radio. Tons of fun. Lots of learning today as we are uh, working on kind of, I guess, New Year's resolutions. I don't even like the word or the words New Year's resolutions. To me, it just means another moment of depression. And I guess it's because I'm not disciplined enough, I guess. But maybe it's because um, a lot of times when we do the New Year's resolutions, we're focusing on something that may not be as important to us as, um, as we think. There's a reason we are all changing or trying to make a change for New Year's is we want to feel something different. We want to be the best we can be. We want to be healthier, happier. And so if that's the case, let me give you just four ideas, okay? Four simple ideas as we're in the coach's corner here. This is the stuff I found. Um, I guess it, it helps me become an, an, an more focused and more leveraged in creating change in my life. Okay, first rule. First rule, principles over practices. Um, New Year's resolution. What are you looking at, Sean? What are you looking at? I, I'm sorry. You, you say principles over practices. I just think of principles out on the schoolyard watching yeah. kids practice. Always take the principle over the kids' practice. Okay. No, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Principle. You need a principle, right? And every – okay, for example, uh, you need to lose weight. Okay. Right? You need to lose weight. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, hypothetically, one might need to lose weight. I believe in the end, weight loss. So if you went and asked a doctor how to lose weight, mm-hmm. do you think he would throw out Jenny Craig? A possibility. Well, what would he probably say? The first thing would be eat less, exercise more. Okay, principle. Yes. Moderation. Yeah. Uh, hydration. Interestingly, you mm-hmm. might lose weight if you drank more water. Yes. Sure, you'd have to lose something because you'd be in the restroom all day. Um, diet, exercise. Fairly simple. Mm-hmm. Now, why didn't he get into Jenny Craig? Practice. It's one way. It's one program. It's one idea. Okay. Where the principle can apply in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. The practices don't always apply. Right? So... Uh, for example, I have a friend hurt him hurt his arm. I, I could talk about me. I hurt my foot. Still mm-hmm. got plantar. Um, so am I, I guess I guess I'm supposed to go running. Now running is a practice. Is that going to get rid of your plantar? No, it's oh. going to exacerbate it. Running is a practice. Principle: exercise. I could still go exercise. I could still you could lift weights. I could lift weights. Yeah. I could hit the pool. I could still hop on one leg. But it's still exercise. Uh-huh principle practices running may not always work and a lot of us get hogtied when it comes to our new year's resolutions because we just want to do the practices that everyone else are doing or Mm. we do the practices that everyone is they're out there selling to us don't just go to the gym if you have a new year's resolution to lose weight or whatever don't just go to the gym don't just assume the gym's the answer it's just one of the answers i know people that won't go to the gym because they're not that social Mm -hmm. and they don't want to go embarrass themselves publicly you also don't necessarily need to go buy a certain device in order to like. I, my, I would always start my exercise regimen by buying shoes. Yeah. Okay. You don't always need shoes to exercise. Well, um, I know my wife and I and our family have gone and done some exercising already this year. Yeah. We've, we've been today. We're taking the day off, but that's because we have activities this evening, and we've decided. Okay. Well, then we'll, we'll do we'll, things on Saturday instead. Saturday. Yeah. 
but uh, practice though. See, so I, that, I, that's buy, great. I bought my shoes six months ago. Right. So, <laughs> but I, you can you by the way you can also buy a great pair of shoes and still not exercise. That's so true. the power is going to come. I found if we understand clearly what are the principles that get the results we need, not the practices. So don't get hung up on those as much as we do. By the way, a lot of people just are kind of um, they're so regimented in their practice. They can't think of any other way to do it. And then then they get plantar. Then what do you do? You still have to find another way to exercise, and you can. Again, you could, you could be 90 years old and still go find ways mm-hmm. to you know, get some exercise. So that's one idea. Principles over practices. Second is re- resolve. If you're going to make a New Year's resolution, resolve and have the goal for momentum and direction, not perfection. Meaning, if you have a New Year's resolution, make it for progress in the right direction, not to perfect it. There's very oh, okay. few things we will perfect. Okay. Yes. Even if you can go have a perfect game bowling, it's once. I wish. It might be twice. No, never happened for me. It might be never. So when you think about it, if, what if we could get more energized with the New Year's resolution simply because we're, we have momentum? Like I would like to get started in a in a regimen of exercise where we where I'm doing it at least once a week or twice a week. That's a different goal than saying I want to run the Boston hmm. Marathon. <laughs> yeah, Boston Marathon's nearing perfection in the running world. Not there, but it's getting there. And so instead, what if we could just get excited about the fact that we're doing something? There's a little momentum happening and direction. A lot of people again think if we're just moving. We must be moving in the right direction. Not necessarily true. Sometimes you could be doing things that are not even necessary. Mm. So make sure we're doing the right things. Um, again, it, it's just a simple idea. Another one is change the whole being, not just the parts. When you're setting a New Year's resolution, a lot of us focus on parts, not holes. We are a whole being, physical, social, spiritual, emotional. We have whole needs, and yet we tend to make an individual goal like about our body the physical Mm -hmm. if you make a physical goal you might find out that the reason you're not getting any any you know accomplishment in your goal is because your problem physically may have more to do with your psyche right your lack of exercise may have more to do with psychological stuff or your how you eat and some of your eating habits might have might need more psychological help than necessarily just more exercise Hmm. So start taking more of a whole approach. In my world, I always talk about healthy, by definition, means whole. So if you want a healthier life, you need to have a more whole life. Do you know how many people I have seen destroy their marriage by starting um, a road, what are they, road biking, road bicycling? Okay. You know, those teams that go out, yes. the spandex, and they're mm-hmm. on the—you know how many—honestly, it has to be more than 20 people that have come into my office— and their husband started cycling, yeah. and they don't talk anymore. And I'm like, well, Why? that makes no sense. Well, because he's taking care of his physical area of his life, but he's abandoned his family Oh, because he's now on the road two hours a night. I see. And every weekend. And these aren't little rides. These are long rides. These are 100-mile rides. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so... It's a great goal. Yeah, I want to do more cycling this year. But remember, if you go choose a goal to do more cycling, you might be shooting your social in the foot. Hmm. You might be shooting your family in the foot. So be thinking whole goal, 
whole change, not just part, partial change, right? Last but not least, one of my favorite. Let your conscience be your guide. Thank you, Jiminy. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Let your conscience be your guide. You have a daily choice to do a bunch of stuff, and your conscience knows what you're supposed to do. And if your conscience knows you shouldn't be bicycling, for example, and you should, or cycling, you should be with your kids, your conscience knows that. And if you just keep going with your regimen, instead of going with your conscience, you're setting yourself up. So what if you put your, your goal for the New Year's to be more principle-oriented, more whole-oriented, less about perfection, more about direction, mm-hmm. and then you every day would just sit there and ask yourself. And I would do it kind of in meditation. I might do it after I felt centered. So if I read scriptures or had a prayer, I might sit down and just say, great. Even in your prayer, Heavenly Father, God, what's the most important thing I can do right now? What's the most important thing I can do today to have the greatest impact in my life? And do you want to bet you'll get a prompting? I would think so. And then you know, just do that. And if that one thing isn't even have, doesn't have anything to do with bicycling, maybe it just has something to do with apologize to your kid about what happened last night, about going off on him because he spilled Fanta all over the couch. Hypothetically. Okay. That's hypothetical. We'll remember that's hypothetical. Let your conscience be your guide. I call it, That's the divine spark. Everybody on this earth has it. We've all got it. And I think if we would engage it a little bit more, if you were going to do one thing for your New Year's resolution that, that would actually make the biggest difference, I'd say I'd, I'd let your conscience out. Let Jiminy out of that little box you've been holding him in. Get him out. And the best way to do that, I promise, find a peaceful moment in the day. Then just ask the question, what's the most important thing I need to do today? Maybe you could do that as your New Year's resolution instead of, you know, some magnanimous huge goal. Let's just make the goal simple. I'm going to ask in a prayer, in a meditation, every day, what's the most important thing I should do? And then see what your conscience has to say. That's the Coach's Corner, my friends. Okay, we are going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, Kim Giles is here. Uh, she's going to be teaching us more about some of this goal setting. How are some other ways we could be using, um, you know, all of our abilities, all of our talents to set the goals that we need to set for the new year? You'll listen to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. is Kim Giles. Magic is her game. I'm not on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we picked that song for you. <laughs> Just for me? Wow. That's your, that's your new anthem. I was grooving to it, I have you to were admit. Do, yeah. You grew up on this song. Yeah, you know how old I am. Kind okay. of. <laughs> okay, Matt. What year was Without this? looking at the list, who is this? Um, oh, you're looking at the list. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm you not. are. No, it's America. Uh-huh. What year was he this? He cheated. 1982. Oh, see, I've... Do you remember 82? Yep. Mm-hmm. Those were good times. <laughs> Life was so simple back then. Remember when all that mattered was how big you could get your hair, how claw-bangy you could get your claw-bangies. How many IZOD shirts yeah. you had. Uh-huh. If you had OP if pants. all the colors. Mm, those were the days. Mm. See, think about it. Now it's gangs. Life's gotten more complicated. Drive-bys. <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever happened to OP pants? 
That's a good question, but probably not for today's topic. Let's not get into that. Her name is Kimberly Giles. She's the president founder of Clarity Point Coaching, Life Coaching. She is a popular life coach and speaker. She's named one of the top 20 advice gurus in the country by Good Morning America, by the way. One of the top uh, five advice gurus in the galaxy by the Matt Townsend Show. She's magic. Boy, now I've, I've got to really perform today. Clarity Point Coaching is her website if you're taking notes. Hey, uh, Kimberly. <laughs> That's so weird to call you that. Do people call you Kimberly? That's weird. On occasion. I, right now, so I have one client who just calls me that. She, I don't know where she's pulled she's it motherly. out. But she, yeah. yeah. But she calls she's me She's adopted that. you as her daughter. I'll adopt you as my daughter. Yeah, we're that the same be, age, yeah, so that's, that's kind of weird. weird. Hey, talk to me. Uh, New Year's resolutions, I bet you got 20. You probably have them you know, itemized. Uh, you pull out your little list. You work on them every day. No, I handle it different. Similar okay. to, talk to me. I love the things you were talking about right before I came on. Don't you on. think? They it's were just, great. It's more kind of principled, and you let your heart guide. Yeah, and the other thing, I we are such a instant gratification oh, society totally. that we want to set these goals, and we want to... Boom, yeah. Boom. change, yeah. done. And when it doesn't happen that fast, then we give up and bail on them. I, by the way, I heard somebody whose New Year's resolution was plastic surgery. I mean, that's one. Really? It's just one. Maybe therapy should come first. Yeah, I would always suggest that first. Yeah. Again, not that some might need plastic surgery. Some yeah, feel, but, but you want to make sure you're your fixing the inside right. stuff right. first. Yeah, I, agree. I totally agree. Mm. Okay, so uh, teach me. Well, New okay, so, so first of all... Um, I think we've got to understand that creating change, really meaningful change in your life, is not going to happen fast. Mm. It happens Ugh. slow. It really does. And that's one of the reasons um, I'm such a big believer in coaching. I yep. think, yeah, you can go to a seminar and you can learn all this stuff. It won't change you. You won't change. Yeah. Change has to happen slow. And it, it's Keep- going to take a process. So I think the first thing people have got to understand is let's assume this is going to take at least a year oh. or maybe more of work. See, this they're is gonna a say, slow change. Kimberly, they're going to say, you're just saying that because you're the coach. You want to be paid for a year. But <laughs> here's something. I And I've never – this is so interesting. Have um, you had people say that? Because – yeah, no. Most of them understand it's truth. They've tried fast yeah, they understand change the principle, and it doesn't but happen. It, but that's another thing I've noticed is a lot of people don't want to pay for change. So yeah. why I say that is I have never I – te- I coach all the time, but I've never personally just had a coach until last night. Really? I, I had a coaching session last night. How was it? It was awesome. Amazing. Awesome. Like I'm like, what the – yeah. I should do this coaching. There's thing. a lot of value in it's having powerful. someone coach you. And so, yeah. but part of it's because they see stuff you don't see. Well, that's and the then whole they're not point. afraid I mean, to t- say it. Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, yeah, these everybody. guys were the master of their craft. They still had a coach. Mm-hmm. And the coach is probably not as good at basketball no. as Michael Jordan, but from his outside perspective, he could see things that. And, and that's you it. Can't you, see. And you don't even need to be the expert because. You don't need to be the expert of my life because I might be. You just might see the question that needs to be asked or the thing that needs to be questioned or evaluated. Right. That's powerful. Really powerful. But you – so I agree. We need – we need to – we need to – and we need to slow it down in this this world where we think it's it's not overnight. Yeah, it's not overnight. So – and the other thing I've noticed is people are overly focused on what I want to have and what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. And really, in order to have and do a lot of those things, you're going to first need to become 
mm-hmm. a little better version of yourself than you've been. And I really encourage my clients to make more of their goals about who do I want to be this year. What okay, kind clarify of that because like be versus have. Some would think it's the same thing. I want to be a millionaire, <laughs> but that's a have. <laughs> Talk okay. about yeah, B. that's a have. Yeah. So, so B for me is the way I want to feel and think and uh-huh. handle myself, the way that I I want to feel yeah. every day, the way I want it, my being. Your being. Yeah. I like that. So I got to know what I what I want my being to be like mm-hmm. before I go rifling the. So house. I'll just give you an example. I do this with my kids, and we usually do it right before school starts and right at New Year's, where we sit down, get a piece of paper, and let's brainstorm on paper what kind of a student do you want to be this year? What kind of a friend hmm. do you want to be? Yeah. What kind of a sister? What kind of a daughter? You decide. But let's think it through and decide how do you want to show up? What is your being going to look like this year? And I think it's something all of That's us great. need to sit down and figure out what kind of a, a parent am I going to be? Because if you haven't sat down and thought it out consciously, then you are subconsciously deciding what you're, kind yeah. of a parent you're going to be uh, instead so of You can tell what you want to be subconsciously because just look what you're doing. Yeah, what you're creating. And you're it's probably right. not creating what yeah. you really would That's consciously right. choose. That's right. So we need to take the time. And, and maybe I, well, I, Stephen Covey called that begin with the end in mind. So figure out you know how you, you know what you don't want to be. You don't want your kids to get up at the funeral and say, oh, what a loser. Yeah. You know that. You don't, oh, he never paid attention. So the first step yeah. is start with the end in mind. Cool. Figure out how you want to show up. How do you want your kids and your wife to feel about you and and see you mm-hmm. and write it down so that you're getting really clear about it. Um, and, and I really do have found with my kids to sit down and have them do this exercise. Then I'll give them a, a fresh piece of paper. Yeah. And have them rewrite all those things so it says, I am this I am. kind of student. Instead of I want to be. I am this kind of friend to my friends That's in detail. Cool. And where other kids seem to spend the year trying to figure out who they are, Mine already know. They already decided right. before school started. They well, that's got it great. on paper. That, that, and then it's just kind of repeating it enough that it becomes the do. Yeah. So you're saying the be first, do, have. Right. That's it, the right order. It's got to be Because the order is usually have, do, be. Yeah. You end up becoming whoever you happen to become in your effort to try to get the things yeah. you were trying to get. And that's yeah. not the recipe for good personal development. That's cool. And it's also the idea that once you know, you'll, you can kind of more intuitively do it. Once you know what it's supposed to look like. You'll just more naturally you go will. there. And especially if you're reading, I, I encourage my kids to read that paper every day. That's cool. And so if they're really doing it, it's really fresh in your mind when a decision has to be made about how you're going to respond. Yeah. You've been reading every day. This is who I am. Chances are pretty good you'll respond more like Man, that kind of Man, your kids. <laughs> Do they, they ever look trouble? at you like, I know, they're like mine, like, oh, Oh, geez. don't coach me. Come yes, on, Dad. I get that. You can't even but, get out of bed in the morning. Have you ever had this where you hear your kid talking to one of their friends and they're coaching them and they're oh, telling yeah. them exactly oh, yeah. what you say? That oh, happens yeah. quite but often. But see, that's scary because I say some things that are out there. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, but I'll hear my kids. Oh, I have my kids become relationship coaches. They're all out there. Yeah, that's coaching true. That's what happens. All the day. Do, do yours? Yeah, How oh, cool yeah. is that, though? But because it's but an they identity. Have picked up on things. They won't admit it. Yeah. But they have. Isn't that neat? You're, you're influencing stuff. them. So, um, and you see it in your coaching. This is just effort. You just need to put effort into knowing what you want to be. It's, but it's effort. It is. And it, 
for some reason, we never take the time to sit down and figure a lot of these things out. But if you have a coach and your coach says, okay, this week, sit down, figure this out, bring it back to me and show we're going to talk about it. Because of the accountability, you're more likely to actually spend the time to do this very valuable thing that you would have never done. That's so cool. Without some accountability. You know, it's almost like you do this a lot, Kim. Yeah, I do it a little. <laughs> it's cool. So, so when, when we come back, though, what are we going to talk gotta about? I got a challenge for you. For me every, or for Sean? Every year, well, I'm going to challenge both of you. Oh, um, every year, I suggest the number one thing that I would recommend you make a resolution to work on this year that would make the biggest difference in your life. Mm. And so I want to tell you about the one that I published in an article. Oh, cool. And then you're going to challenge us to I'm do I'm going to challenge you to do it. Is it is it public? It is a little bit. Yeah, there's a very public aspect to it. Does it so involve get the Macarena? Excited. Not the Macarena, right? <laughs> no. Kicks and up. it's not the ice bucket challenge either, oh, so don't worry. Thank you. Okay. Not that that's bad. <laughs> I don't have to run for office, do yeah, I? Yeah, you do. No. <laughs> oh. Running for Senate. Kim Giles uh, is her name. Go to her website, claritypointcoaching.com. Tons of information. Again, for the pound, more free stuff on that site. I know. I give away a lot. But go check it out. Lots of good stuff for free. It really is. And change your life. We'll take a break. Coming back, more with Kim Giles right after this. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back. Hey, ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Who sings that? Matthew Wilder. Sean's taking us back to the eighties. I like this eighties music. Does that feel good? I'm right at home. Doesn't that make you feel yeah. like yeah, you're in you're in the groove? It's very. Familiar. Oh, I could find that one too if you no, really. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, you're good. You're fine. Hey, Kimberly Giles is here, uh, a.k.a. Kim Giles. Uh, She's the president and founder of Clarity Point Coaching. Today she's teaching us about New Year's resolutions. And you have put together – you you do this every year – basically kind of the one resolution you'd suggest for the year. That would make the biggest difference in your life if you – so last year I did forgiveness. Yeah. And I have a little bit different take on forgiveness, but I really believe – that the more the better you become at forgiving everybody everything yeah the happier you are the better self esteem you have your whole life is better so i that was a great That's a one cool last one. year yeah. um but this year the resolution i recommended was kind of prompted partly by watching all the stuff that's going on in the world mm-hmm. the hate yeah um, with different groups who hate other oh. people because their religions are different. Mm-hmm. And in our country, we've got a lot of parties, conflict and yeah. violence. Mm-hmm. Well, between the parties That's is right. terrible, but between race, Races, conflict yeah. right mm-hmm. now. And, you know, this hits really home for me because I have an African-American daughter. Yeah. And... I have an uncle that's gay, and you know I've got friends that are totally different yeah. religions, yeah. and I'm looking all, at all of this. And, and you're like, you don't know which one to hate. <laughs> which one am I supposed Very to hate? Funny. But isn't that? But that's sad. It's but, really sad. And and my specialty, I, I'm an expert in human behavior yeah. and people skills. And one of the things that I've always taught my clients is it, one of the most basic tendencies of human nature, and we all have it. Mm-hmm is this tendency to see anybody who's different from me yeah. 
as, ooh, okay, that makes me uncomfortable. They're really different. They're a threat. I'm going to see them as worse. I'm going to literally see them as the bad guy. Because if we're different, one of us has to be better and one has to be worse, right? It has to be good and bad, right? Right or wrong. Of course, the judgment is applied subconsciously. We just immediately assume someone's got to be better and someone's worse. And we don't want to be worse, so we... Without consciously yeah, realizing demonize. it, we yeah. look for the bad yeah. and we cast them as the bad guy so that we're the good guy That's and right. we feel better. That's cool. That is, and see, we're doing it without realizing we're doing it, but we all do it. You put any right. two people in a room and this will happen oh. at some level. One of them is seeing themselves as better or less than the other one uh, even, on some level. Even if none of this is ever intended – which or even usually isn't. We're not even conscious of doing it. No, it's just a... But it, it, it's in play. It yeah. is in play. So one of the big principles that I teach my clients is that all human beings have the same value. Yes. We are all irreplaceable, one-of-a-kind, eternal souls. And we, in being that, we have the exact same value. And we are each in a different classroom journey here yeah. on the planet. Our... our Journeys are so different, they're incomparable, so we can't even go there. Right. But you've got to start choosing consciously to see each person as the same as you, and it has to start at home. Yeah. Because you know in almost every marriage, there's the subconscious game going on about who treats who worse. That's right. And we're both kind of keeping track yeah. of the yeah. wrongs and oh, the yeah. things, nice things I did for you mm-hmm. make me ahead and you right. behind. And and usually when we have a conflict or we bring an offense to our spouse, we're mad about something, we're doing it. We're seeing them as worse than us. Ooh, and, and it's that it's tendency. True. It that's has right. to start at home. Yeah. And then everywhere you go, every person you interact with, you have to consciously decide How do you to do see that? them as the same as you. You have to make you, this something you're going to promise to be mindful it? of. Okay. So mindfulness, mm-hmm. just get it in your head. Get it in your head that this is what I'm going to work on this year because we have a problem on this planet and in this country with hate. Oh, yeah. And I can either be part of the problem or part of the solution. And I want to be part of the solution. Well, the only person I have any control over is me. That's right. So I'm going to start with me. And I am going to be the solution to this by working every day to treat every human being as the same as me. So Yeah. Abby and I put up a website. Did you really? It's called ItakeTheChallenge.com. Oh, I'm gonna. Is it? Is it up right now? It's up right now. I'm going. There. And hashtag I am the solution. Ah. Now, what we want everybody to do is we're basically going to march for human rights and equality and tolerance and love, but we're going to march on social media. So cool. I've challenged everyone to make a sign with their commitment this year. I will see all people as the same as me. Or I won't see color. Whatever you're going to work on. And you take a picture of yourself holding that sign and you post it on social media. And then you back it up and put that sign somewhere you're going to see that it so all day, cool. every day. Yeah. And you're going to work this year to see people as the same as you. Because if we all did it, we oh, could solve this problem. Huge. And spread it and get it out on Facebook. So what we want you to do is not only do it yourself, but yeah. challenge three of your friends it's like the ice bucket challenge without ice or buckets. Right. So challenge three of your friends to be part of the solution right now. We've got a problem that in this country. So cool. We can solve it, but we got to do something. Is this your daughter? You and your daughter are doing this. Well, I 
you know, we watch the news together. We've watched all this stuff, and we have a oh. lot of conversations. And I've said to her, it breaks my heart because I wanted to believe that I was bringing you into a world that, that was beyond people this. wouldn't hate you mm-hmm. for your color. Yeah. And it makes me ill yeah. that there's so many people that will. And so I told her, um, I'm going to solve this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's going to solve this. And she's laughing this. at me because she oh, doesn't believe so I can cool. do it. So you guys got to help no, I me will help you. Let's do it. prove her wrong that we can make a difference in this problem. But it, has to, it just has to start with a few of us and challenge so cool. your friends and mean it because we really – we can change the atmosphere in our community and then slowly yep. our country and, and maybe the world. When you watch what happened in Paris, people want this. Oh, yeah. They oh, want yeah. us to love everyone and treat all people equally and the same. People are we're we tired. Want it. We're tired of what, having to hate because we don't understand you. Yeah. And oh, that's powerful. But, you know, we've even got to start small because there's a lot of ways we divide ourselves from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, in our community, we get real divided by which college you cheer for. Oh, yeah. Red or blue, right? Are you a Pepsi or a Coke person mm-hmm. or a Miracle Whip or Manny's person? Mm-hmm. I mean, we divide ourselves by all these categories. That. that divides my and, house. Yeah. And what's the matter with those Miracle Whip right? people? I know. Hold, 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 hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle Whip people. Mm. They are, they, we call them the elect. But do you house. see how we do it? <laughs> and honestly, to hear my husband talk about the people who cheer for that red school north of here, Uh-oh. they are the villains the of the of planet. Satan. And yeah. I'm like, babe, this is where it right. starts. We either see all people as the same. We can't start making enemies out of those who are different or we're part of the, That's right. the problem. That's, mm-hmm. So do you, your idea, though, is eliminate it on all levels. All levels. So whether even so, because someone say, "Oh, it's just a friendly rivalry," but if you've ever sat, it's not very in the friendly opposing in our community. Bleachers, yeah, it's not friendly. It's Mm-mm. and yet it it just kind of validates that you can have a nemesis, right? You can have an enemy, and if you need that to see them as the enemy to feel good, you've got a self esteem problem. Yeah. You've got a fear of not being good enough that requires putting other people down to feel better. And that kind of ego insecurity doesn't speak well of you. Right. So but that, it, 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 cure yourself of this this year and be above huge. it. But it could, And it could be – you could be doing it thinking it's proper because you're Christian. Yeah. You don't kill people. So you mean you're justified in seeing exactly. them as so the, the bad guys? So the minute you're justifying somebody, even by your religion, again, the more Christian you are, the less you'd have a need to justify why they're bad. And just, are they bad or are no, they just no, but different? That's exactly. Or are they just they're different? They're just not. Yeah, they're not how you are. Yeah. And your Christianity should help you with that. It should. Isn't that wild? Your, our, our belief systems should help us. And yet a lot of times we use them to just keep. Divide us. Yeah. Yeah, hasn't religion's been a major yeah. divider throughout you're, all you're history? You're starting a movement, and not just outside the, this country either. Within this country, it's happened oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah, it's a. Isn't this interesting? You are you are starting a movement. Well, you know, I was thinking if Martin Luther King was still around and he came to town and he was doing a march, I would go. Oh yeah, I would want to march. Mm-hmm. And today social media gives us an opportunity to make a stand and to speak about it gives everybody a stage and a place to be heard where before you had to go out in public with the sign and 
you know, to get anybody to see you. Yeah, yeah. And now we can do it from home. And so why don't we march from home, but really march across social media all year long with our (laughs) signs up about what we believe. And I hope it would catch on. I hope people will. I am the solution. See, they could really, you individually, one person does make a difference. It's the one thing that always has. Yeah. Martin Luther King was just a a guy who spoke up about what he believed. Right. Gandhi. Absolutely. A guy. Mother Teresa. A gal. It's amazing. One individual person. So I that would be my challenge okay. to everybody wow. this year. That's is, huge. But you can't just put it on social media and say you're going to do it. Mm-mm. You, you, you yeah, got to commit good is that? to work at it. And I love what you said earlier that you're not going to do these things perfect. Mm. You're going to stumble Momentum and mess them up. Momentum direction. But keep going. But tell me, this totally, you know, this just is the right direction. It's the direction it just doesn't in this have world momentum we've yet. got to That's go. It. And we've, you've got a lot of pushing to get it. You know what I think would actually solidify it? I mean, the, I like the, I don't want to critique it, but a pie. Uh, <laughs> you, you, need to, you need to say, I am the solution, and then you need to shove a pie in someone's face. How, oh, about, some, how about some humble pie? Ooh. I kind of thought if Matt Townsend did it. And posted yeah. and challenged some friends that would help get the ball well, rolling. Well, the whole time you're talking, I'm like, oh, I've got some really big friends that have a well, ton Well, I've of been challenging my big friends, too. And, and we're not talking their weight. No. But these are people that have that social have a media lot of, power. Yeah, have a lot of influence online. And I hope people will get behind it because, yeah. really, it's a big problem in oh. our world. And we can you know who would help just, solve it. But And it's I really think the youth – this is – we could have a little, you know, 70s sit-in. <laughs> Online. <laughs> Online. And yeah. have – but it seems like like my kids are way into this. I mean I, I, I'll I say something and they're like, Dad, that's racist. And I'm like, that's not racist. That's – I'm just saying – but they're – But they're watching They're you. watching. They are we, watching. And I'm like, that's just a fact of the data that you just didn't know that that's what they were called back then. And – all of a sudden, they're like, but it's it's educating. We're having these conversations, but we weren't having them because I was bringing them up. My kids are bringing them up every day, and disabilities, and kids with disabilities, and kids with mental health issues, and they're yeah. the most compassionate generation I've ever right seen. In a lot of families right now, the kids are leading the way. It's the parents that have grown up uh-huh. rationalizing yeah. that it's okay to see these people as wrong, Different. really right. bad, and right. less than me. That so we, that, that's we why, need to work on. and social media is—that's where they are. That's where these kids are too. So mm-hmm. this could catch on, and it, you know, change generations. Well, wow. I'd okay. sure like our it. kids to have a world where we didn't see r- race riots oh, and yeah. this kind of conflict. It shouldn't be there. And all of us listening, <laughs> just understand it more. Just understand it more. Don't just don't keep assuming you get what happens in Ferguson because you saw it on the news. And don't stick with the idea. Go understand how could another race believe they're oppressed? Mm-hmm. How could another race believe they're not oppressing? I mean, it's, there's, well, there's information. And, and we've Learn. got to honor their right to have their opinion and see it the That's way right. they see it because you don't know what it's like in their shoes. Right. You can't. Nope. So we've got to give them and learn. the you right see, to their That's experience. why it's so powerful to just let the information come in and then be influenced. Mm-hmm. Just let it in. Some of us don't even let it in. Be open and choose love over fear. Man. Okay. Uh, so they can go to the website, itakethechallenge.com. Mm-hmm. Itakethechallenge.com. They, they can make a poster, make a sign. If you want. Make a promise. Make a promise. That you're going to work on this this year. Pie in the face. Hashtag I am the solution. 
Hashtag I am the solution and then post it. And then challenge three of your friends to do it. Or just put it on your social media site. Mm-hmm. Both. And let the fire begin. <laughs> That's so cool. Wow. You're on to something. You well, might have to give up coaching and I go hope so. start a revolution. I hope so. I promised my daughter that I am, I'm going to work on this. Did you – you need a video of you talking about that. Why don't you put a video in there about how this started or did you? I will. I, okay. I think I know people that make videos. Maybe they could come help you. Hmm. Okay. We're starting the plan. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, okay. Everybody. Are you going to stick with us, Kim? Yeah, I can. We're going to come back. Some humorous goals for 2015. Brennan's got Sounds some fun. humorous ideas. Not and, and again, everybody go to itakethechallenge.com. We're going to continue uh, continue your mission. Kimberly Giles, go to her other website. She's got to, uh, what's it called? Capa- or Clarity, Clarity Point Coaching. I was, I was just pitching my own website. Clarity Point Life Coaching. No, ClarityPointCoaching.com. Clarity Kim Giles, the bomb. We'll take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Friends, wrapping up uh, today's show, the Matt Townsend Show. We have been talking about New Year's resolutions and uh, an awesome movement that we all need to be a part of. Go to the website, itakethechallenge.com. Kimberly Giles, life coach, relationship coach extraordinaire, is challenging all of us for the year of 2015 to go become the solution in um, stopping the hatred, the judgment, the fighting. Conflict. The conflict. Know. No more. We're, we're, no, we're no longer going to participate in separating and dividing people. We're going to see all people as having the same value, no matter how different they are from us. That's cool. Great. We can do it. Even I think it's important to, even if they're professional basketball players, because I sometimes think they're better than me. They're not, Matt. Because they, they can have, dunk. They have the same value. <laughs> but that's a great point. They, they, yeah, sure they can dunk. But, but you can do other things. Do they have these looks? <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's rude. <laughs> Brennan's in the house. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, Brennan did uh, some research for us. Um, earlier we asked about New Year's resolutions. What percentage of New Year's resolutions do people actually f- accomplish? Yes. That's, and University of Scranton did a study that suggested— Scranton, which is the home of the office. The office, right. <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania. So they know. Yeah. Dunder Mifflin has a branch in Scranton, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Okay. Brandon, from the university located in Scranton, mm-hmm. what did we find out? 8% of goals are met, or the, the New Year's resolutions. <laughs> That's really? That's sad. what it suggests, yeah. Once again, I think it just is a great argument that you need coaching. People need coaching. Some support and accountability yeah. helps yeah. Hold, keep you going. Those eight, 8% they were in coaching. They're, they're, they're all getting coaching. In fact, they're probably all Kim's clients. Good job. Crack reporting. That's right. Well done, Brennan. Now, Brennan, you've also been putting together um, 2015's, I guess, the humorous goals. These are goals, that actual goals that people have set? These are things that people have put on Twitter about New Year's resolutions. We call that they've done tweeted. They've done, they've tweeted. done tweeted. These goals. Okay. These are their New Year's resolutions. Let's hear some. Or their, or their comments about New Year's resolutions. Okay. And, and I wanted to start out with a few of the ones that I think are um, 
actually not quite as funny because people are just being cynical. And that's what people kind of turn to to get their humor, that's I think, right. a lot well, of yeah. times, yeah. if I'm cynical enough. Right. But, it, but it kind of fits in with the 8% goals. You know, one of them says, this is from At Bad Banana, uh, says that making a New Year's resolution is like voting, ultimately meaningless, but go ahead and do it if it makes you feel good. Oh, that's cynical. Yeah, a little oh, cynical, right? Come on. Sad. <laughs> But, and then we have some where people are kind of, you know, giving these goals that that they know they can meet because it's yeah. super easy. Oh, like, oh, this is these are good. These this are is good. this is Josh Groban, by oh. the way. My New Year's resolution is to meet people less and tweet people more. Hashtag healthy. Hmm. So. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's trying to avoid the world, Mr. Groban. Yeah. Keep going. And we've got more like this. You know, my New Year's resolution is to spend less time interacting with people and more time with my phone. Okay. Doing pretty well so far is yeah. what they say. Um, my resolution, <laughs> yeah, keeping the bar low. <laughs> that I can do. And what about this one? My resolution for 2015 is to gain weight, lose money, and become even more distant to my friends. <laughs> Those are goals I can accomplish. See that? That see that's the problem. If you're just trying to set a goal you can accomplish, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're you, in trouble. <laughs> you well, so is this world. That's why your goal is so so difficult, Kim. You've stretched us. So that's enough of the, the kind of cynical ones. Okay. We'll move on to the ones I think are a little bit funnier. So the next one comes from our friend David Spade. <laughs> and uh, I actually kind of like the, the message behind this one. So my New Year's resolution was to start smoking. One day in, and I already stopped. Hashtag quitter. <laughs> See, there you yeah, go. What a quitter. <laughs> See, I feel that's like good. that kind of relates to this uh, hashtag my, my best habit. Yeah. He's yeah. finding a way to kind of... You know, make a joke about the fact that, hey, I don't don't smoke. That's right. At least I'm not smoking. That's good. Yeah. Um, By the way, a comedian. That's right. Takes a comedian to make something that magical. (laughs) Uh, What about this one? So New Year's Year's resolution is to stop crying at Google commercials. People do that. Have you seen these? No. Have you seen the Google commercials? No. Are they sad? Obviously, we're out of it. (laughs) They have, you know, like a a father and daughter, like the, the daughter's off at college and she's you know, using Google to chat with her father and talk about her mother who passed away. You know, oh, wow. He's very moving. What is Google doing? Everything. They're making people sad. Oh, that's sad. It's uh, touching. Is that touching? Yes. Well, that, touching. that used to be Hallmark. Do you remember? Right. You yeah. used to now cry, Kim, during Hallmark commercials. <laughs> I actually, remember my sisters would cry and I'd be like, come on. It's a commercial. The but Waltons will be on in a minute. There's actually a really good um, Google commercial, though, that's pretty funny. It's got uh, the Google Docs, you know, so multiple people editing at the same time. And you see one of them's named Hall and the other is named Oates. And they're editing their lyrics. And it's like, oh, how cool. you know, whoa, here she comes. Yeah. She's a man gobbler, man eater. And they're like changing. It's pretty good. She's a man yeah. gobbler. <laughs> um, is, where are these commercials? Because I'm not seeing these. Uh, I must not be here. on TV. Yeah. Are they uh, they're on TV? You're not watching enough TV. That's many years resolution. A new resolution. <laughs> That's a Nailed good one. it. <laughs> Those are cool. Any others? Oh, yeah. We, we, we got a, I like this one actually quite a bit. New Year's resolution. Eat a magnet so coins fly to me. Mm. <laughs> I think this guy's figured it out. I think this guy doesn't understand. I'm not sure if that uh, works. No, this guy needs to, take a, <laughs> needs to take a science class and realize that coins are made of non-ferrous materials and are not, not attracted to magnets. Mm. Well, that. Sean... Way to ruin, ruin the it, dream. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Reality. Reality. Check it. Yeah. You might want to just tweet him back. That <laughs> comment from Sean. I think he'd appreciate it. And define non-Ferris. <laughs> Keep going. I think there's a lot of potential with this next one, the kind of logic behind this. This is from at I Grow Beard. 
And it's <laughs> <laughs> hashtag New Year's resolution, eat less bacon. Edit, less is more, so eat more bacon. There you go. The, the, the name of that website again? <laughs> this was just the the uh, at grow at beard. I grow beard. Is I grow the, beard. Yeah, isn't that your favorite He's site? Got some, yeah, that was Kim, frequent Kim, that one. Kim frequents I grow beard <laughs> quite a bit. I grow beard and eat bacon. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I I am going to cut out bacon. Are you? Uh, well, uh, for the first you know quarter. Okay. Of the month. <laughs> So you're done. <laughs> oh, we're done. Nailed it. You can't cut out everything. Come on. Go to the Moderation. principles. See, that's yeah. a practice. Bacon, taking bacon out of your life is a practice. There's a principle behind it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was waiting Moderation. for the Moderation is the principle. Be unhappy. Yeah, moderation. Yeah. yeah. Give us a couple more. All right. So uh, hashtag New Year's resolution. Fight crime by, and I think that's just a good start. If it's going to say fight crime by, it's going to be a good one. So it's fight crime by teaching owls to shout crime at anyone breaking the law. <laughs> I think what we're realizing <laughs> and what we're learning here is that people don't take New Year's resolutions seriously. Not, not very. <laughs> They've got some creative suggestions, though. Yeah. And if you can train an owl, maybe there's something <laughs> yeah. better. Like we should train them in your program about, you know. Yeah. That they can be a different, they can make a well, difference. We haven't tried training owls. We'll think about that one. <laughs> Give it some time. Last one. All really right. quick. Yeah. Uh, so hashtag New Year's resolution. Learn the difference between effect and effect. Oh, Learn yeah. how to clone Nutella. Mm. Buy a boat, preferably inflatable. Wow. I thought that was a good Ooh. list. I like the Nutella part. Yeah. A lot. Uh, well done, Brennan. Thank you. You Fun nailed stuff. it. Piece of cake. Kimberly, thanks. And again, thanks for uh, challenging us to take the challenge. Go to the website, itakethechallenge.com. That's right. Make a poster or you know, make a commitment online, post your video, and send it out to the Twitter sphere. Challenge your friends to become be the solution. Be the solution. I think it's a powerful thing. I'm going to go figure out a really cool way to become a part of this. Okay. Thanks <clears> for your help, Matt. You bet. And thanks for Abby challenging us. Abby appreciates it, too. Uh, and tell Abby, uh, but I want her picture on this. I want her face and a video <laughs> okay. of her just finally talking, or I'll have to have her on the show. Hey, tomorrow, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have a best of show, again, giving you more ideas, more tools here to help you through this crazy thing called life. One quote on the way out, a successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at him. That's David Brinkley. Let's, uh, let's A, just quit throwing bricks so then we don't have to lay a strong foundation. Uh, at the hands of everybody else's negativity. Thanks for joining us, friends. Again, we're here to help you find the good in the world. We'll be back tomorrow with more ideas. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.